Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Andrew, you can laugh. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, to be silent. Andrew is with us here for our channeling extravaganza. Thank you for being here. Mm, yeah. Thank you for having me for the third time, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I really... Third time's a charm. Don't like... I don't like doing podcasts by myself. Mm. I like having energy to bounce off of. And when we're channeling, that's literally the essence of being a channel. Right. Right? There's got to be something to respond to. So, I... We had, I feel like... There are a lot of big conversations tonight. <laughs> through that call. And then we were talking about some things. I was laying there after the call trying to figure out the masculine feminine problem on the planet which i think probably christina will do a separate podcast on at some point but we're just planting the seeds here because this really is like the main vibrational problem on the planet that's leading to all these different 3d manifestations of all the things you all don't like about the planet I guess the question I just wanted to ask you while we have you, right, was mm -hmm. what would inspire, what inspires the divine masculine to step forward? Mm. Uh, well, somebody embodying that, mm -hmm. you know, who's lived through that and someone you respect, mm -hmm. you know, that's a genuine person, you know, that yeah. you're you don't put a guard up when you, you know, maybe either if they're too cocky or, you know, whatever. So someone you want to be <clears> like. They're authentic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. What about from the feminine? From the feminine. Mm -hmm. How can the feminine inspire the divine masculine to rise? What does the divine masculine need? That's the question mm. we would like to know. Mm. It's a great question. Uh, what do you think the divine masculine <laughs> means? <laughs> you're, you're the oracle. Well, so. I can tell you, but yeah. I think it's, you know, being the oracle isn't just about telling everybody everything. It's about mm -hmm. facilitating these spaces for you all to collaborate and understand that you have the answers within you. We're just reflecting back what's already going on, right? That's where all the answers come from. You're mm -hmm. living it out. And so mm -hmm. we can just tell you, but I think it's, it's one thing, and that's part of the problem with channeling, right? It's helpful, and it's it's one way of receiving information for us to be telling you, and I think it definitely hits people in a certain way differently. But there's another angle that it hits people from that's just as important and just as deep when it's as much as right now there's you know one dynamic of the Oracle and you asking questions, mm -hmm. right? There's also the dynamic of Christina and Andrew and how does being in a relationship work, right? Mm -hmm. And the very real on the ground, the divine feminine wants to know. Mm. Feeling like being, you know, uh, that it's okay to feel your, your mm -hmm. emotions and, mm -hmm feel sadness or anger or whatever mm -hmm. feelings you might have to feel to help release, you know, to allow yourself to, you know, mm -hmm. feel better <laughs> and lighter. 
So being more told, aligned. is it being told that? Mm, for some people mm-hmm. that are uh, open to hearing that, mm-hmm. you know, like they're ready to do the work or they, they want to hear that, then yes. Um, for some people who... We're trying to ask you specifically, just as one example. Mm-hmm. Or do you not want to answer? Yeah, no. I mean, for me, it was, mm-hmm. it's very clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you this know, is so, what we're wondering. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> one of the big things that actually has really helped me ever since I met you. Uh, Which one of us? <laughs> Christina. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> but the Oracle has also helped me in, in different ways to help me feel my emotions. Mm-hmm. But there's different. Anyway, uh, Christina, you know, just the basis was, you know, understanding that like feeling your emotions is actually really important mm-hmm. you know um so my how, how did christina help you understand that mm, there was uh i mean you you're just not christina's not you oracle uh, <laughs> <laughs> christina's very um just naturally she expresses herself uh-huh. so because you embody christina embodied that yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know um it was just by example was was one way mm-hmm. um and you know also just talking talking me through you know mm-hmm. how important it is to to actually feel those emotions and even like you know, pointing out times in your life that you actually used anger and and different emotions that people, a lot of people would label as negative um, to help you manifest things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they can be used as a tool, you know, for whatever you might need at that time if, if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, you know... I had my, my pops was just East coast. He, he, you know, he was in the Marines. Um, and he, it was just like tough skin, you know, like he was beat in a big family, didn't get much attention, you know, five brothers, three sisters. And, um, you know, like his, his pop, his pops beat him, Mm -hmm. all the kids to, to, you know, discipline them Mm -hmm. um and then he went to the marine corps and you know his life was just a series of just like fight through the pain Mm -hmm. and and toughen your skin you know um to persevere and Mm -hmm. become strong and and achieve you know growth and success and you know being a man um and we talked about this and what's interesting is it was actually uh because my dad didn't want that for me that he did the opposite he babied Mm -hmm. me quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and uh, here we are so you know there is the wounded uh on both sides essentially Mm -hmm. yeah well the way that we see it is you know we know there are conversations about this the divine masculine and the divine feminine and the way we see it is none of it's quite hitting the mark because Mm -hmm. it's a lot more complex than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because different people are different people. Right. Right. And so 
if we're talking about people rising into their divine masculine, the reason why they're not in their divine masculine or kind of where they're orienting from can be from all different types of spaces, right? You could have somebody who is very much in their, in their wounded or distorted masculine or somebody who is just, is very much in their feminine. There's just so many different starting points, Mm -hmm. right? And, and so many different, well, what you shared, maybe there's, and there are many people who have a similar experience Mm -hmm. of being, you know, what you're saying or what Christina would say is like being more babied. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're never really quote forced to kind of rise into the divine masculine. Right. Right. And there's, we will say an epidemic of that in certain areas going on. And mm-hmm. there's also an epidemic in different areas and different upbringings of, of the opposite problems yeah, still right. happening right. where people are, you know, still going through similar to what your dad, how he was brought up and having that problem too. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many different kind of starting points and right. it's a much more nuanced conversation. Sure. And that's why it should be a larger conversation. And part of that is talking to people, you know, we, we, when we're talking here, we're talking in generalities. It's just the only way we can go about it until we start facilitating more conversations to mm-hmm. show you the vast way in which, you know, people are orienting on this earth plane. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Like it's such a nuanced conversation. And so that's why it's, there's a lot of value in us talking to different people and Christine talking mm-hmm. to different people and bringing all those different experiences to the table because right. it's not just one solution. It's It's got to be an open conversation so everybody can see the different solutions and and really at the core of this is learning the skill of communication. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of what's just gotten lost between you all. Like uh, you don't know how to communicate with each other and communication. When you understand that skill inherently in that skill is adjusting, adjusting to whoever, whatever you're trying to communicate with. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the questions that people ask in these areas they're trying to find just what's the one way to communicate. What's the one way to show up? What's right. the one thing I just have to do. And it's, it, it's, there's not just one way to show up because you've got to be able to communicate in all different types of energies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about partnership. People have all different types of energies throughout the day. You know, right. what mood they're in, what they're going through, uh, you know, are they resting? Are they busy working? Like what, what's going on? Right. You know, so to learn to communicate is, is the real skill mm-hmm. and to be able to, feel into the current energy in front of you and like, you know, how do I best support or communicate with this person? Right. It's not as simple as what's the one way I can, I can show up, you know, but when mm-hmm. you look at the divine masculine and the divine feminine that exist in all people, right. And you just think of those energies and with the divine masculine, it's about what, what, what inspires that in, in him. Right. Mm. And him could be in you. It could also be him and Christina. Right. Right. And so it's helpful actually, probably for us to give examples in ways that you might not think about it. Right. So for example, what Christina is, what you were, what she was just telling you earlier, right. That's a divine masculine issue in her life of an example of where she is not leaning into her divine masculine as somebody who has a healthy masculine energy, right? But she's not leaning into her divine masculine. Her inner divine masculine is not rising for her. And that's why she's having these problems with boundaries and, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when you look at it from that angle, it's helpful because she has to ask herself, what's going to inspire 
quote him within me? Mm-hmm. What's going to inspire that part of myself to rise in and, and valiantly and strongly and groundedly say, these are my boundaries and I'm, I'm upholding these with love, but that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a different question instead of how do I force myself to do this or how, like, do you see the difference in the energy? How do I, what, what would inspire yeah. me, that aspect of me to step forward and do this? Well, and that has th- more of a, me- like a feminine touch on it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cause the divine masculine. Well, no, no. You, you and know that, what I mean, But that's the problem. That's the problem is you've all Maybe gotten so, <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem is you all have gotten so distorted with what you think is masculine and feminine. And that's the thing. There's a lot of divine masculinity that you all label feminine. Okay. And that, that is happens all the time, you know, and this is the thing with, uh, you know, a lot of people Christina works with, work with, or she works with where let's use dating as an example, Right divine masculine men will come forward and women will say they're too feminine. They think they're too feminine. Mm -hmm. They're not too feminine. They're in their divine masculine energy. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. People are so used to wounded masculine energy and distorted masculine energy and hyper aggressive, unhealthy masculine energy Mm -hmm. that when they, sometimes when they meet a healthy divine masculine, they think it's feminine. Yeah. And so, you know, all of that is fine and we can't sort through all of that here. But like when we're talking to all of you, we're talking from straight frequency. Yeah. It's not, it's not judgment language. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's not my perception. It's straight. This is the color code frequency. It just is what it is. And you can make whatever perceptions you want about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we're saying like when we look at the planet, the big hole is the divine masculine energy. And that's not just about men. That's about everybody not really knowing how to orient with their divine masculine, mm-hmm. you know, and really a lot of these conversations about leaning into the feminine, those are super valuable conversations. Um, but there are certain things you think are leaning into your feminine that are actually just your divine masculine. Well, wouldn't like feminine be more like rest, you know, um, recover relax Mm -hmm. you know serenity yeah that's feminine energy but we're going back to you know when you set boundaries and then you're able Mm -hmm. to rest more Mm -hmm. it doesn't that have a feminine touch on it because you're wanting to rest more by setting well yes that's what i meant yes yeah yeah but well what we're trying to get at is like yeah but that's i mean it's a good the masculine within anyone has to be inspired Mm mm-hmm inspired not forced not right, told right, what right, to do right. not made to do right yeah because that's wounded right? you're i and no, i i see what you're saying and no one wants to do it then right right the divine masculine wants to feel inspired mm-hmm. and and that is within different relationships that's within yourself right the part of you that doesn't want to set a schedule right people resist schedules and calendars right this is a this is a big thing that a lot of people deal with that christina talks to all the time when they're in entrepreneurship and they don't, they don't want to set hours. They're worried about you know, things like that, right? At, th- at that moment, it's looking at, okay, because my divine masculine is not feeling inspired to do that. So what would inspire me to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just a different angle to, to come at it from. You know, Christina feels inspired 
with her divine masculine, usually, you know, it's from feeling other people's energy. It's knowing how it's going to affect other people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Would, you know, um, because you're talking about inspiring, mm-hmm. right, men to mm-hmm. step into their divine masculine. So would actually doing something that they're inspired to do <laughs> in general mm-hmm. um, help? 100%. Right? And Following inspiration. And... Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe that actually might be, um, connecting with their inner child a little more to be able mm-hmm. to get that spark to even want to feel inspired, to even feel motivated, to want to feel that way, like to play. Sure. That could, that could certainly be it for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different angles to come at it from, mm-hmm. and it could be that inner child, you know play, fun, being in an experience, usually with the divine masculine, it's being in the experience and feeling whatever they're wanting to feel that then is inspiring them mm-hmm. of, oh, this is how I actually feel this way. Does that right. make sense? Mm-hmm. So whether that's joy, play, um, and you know, romantically for a lot of men, it's in the, it's in the experience. The divine masculine is, wow, I feel so good here. So I'm inspired to show up for the feminine in this way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There's that initial, I need to feel inspired yeah. by this. Right. Um, so it could come through many ways. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we've been talking about that and that's probably a conversation that will, will continue that. And, and, uh, you know, we also were going to talk about vortexes. <laughs> 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 we were talking about vortexes on the call briefly. Oh, earlier. And then we went somewhere else as we do. Mm -hmm. But maybe we can continue that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, not to uh, change the subject uh, or anything. Well, it's related. But uh, okay, of course, of course it is. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I wanted to know about uh, the Bermuda Triangle Mm -hmm. and, you know, what is it? And, mm-hmm. you know, where do people go when they disappear, for instance? Mm-hmm. And I know there's other triangles, you know, I, a few others around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they a vortex or a portal or mm-hmm. anyway? So there are lots of, and this is what we were talking about earlier, uh, just the concept of what's a vortex to you. And pointing out that on the earth plane, there are many different pockets of space where time will work differently and space will work differently. Right. Um, and so that concept of a vortex, that word that you guys use, it's about just realizing all the different things that could be going on in these odd places. And we're trying to help you understand that there are many places on this earth plane that can shift your experience Uh, of this current earth plane. And we were saying, you know, if you spend more time in a quote vortex, you'll start to get used to what it feels like in the vortex. And that's valuable information of when you're plopping into the 3D to bring some of that energy here to start to work with time and space a little bit differently. Does that make sense? You mean like channeling, for instance? Yeah, sure. So it's sort of like, you know, the, the the more Christina channels. So orientation point A would be Christina's living her life 
And then let's say once a week she does a big channeling and then she enters her life, right? Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, wow, when I'm in channel, everything feels different, right? Orientation point B is Christina is spending so much time channeling that when she's doing regular life, she's like, this is a weird experience I'm in. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the more time that you're spending, which could be through a variety of ways, meditation is one simple way, you know, channeling. Uh, but we're also saying, you know, very real places on your earth plane. Um, there are famous ones and not famous ones. It can help normalize the feeling in your body of what's possible. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to have that very real feeling in your body to realize, wow, I knew, I knew, you know, time was just a construct, but I actually experienced it. So now I really get it. Does that make sense? To have like a perspective shift. Yeah. To really, yeah. to, you to know, it's, in. it's one thing to talk about that. It's another thing to have the very real experience of, you know, like Christina was saying, when, when she goes to Sedona or Joshua Tree, she really feels like, you know, she's only there for two days and it felt like she, they, she was there for four weeks. Mm-hmm. And there's just, she couldn't understand that until she actually experienced it, you know? And there are many different ways to experience that, whether it's a physical place or you can create that together with people, right? You and Christina could be in a vortex together and you don't know what happens time-wise. Mm-hmm. Early dating days, right? Right. It's kind of that example. Yeah. <laughs> you, kind of, you kind of bend time a little bit. What happened here? Does that right. make sense? Mm-hmm. So there's lots of ways to create that. And we think that what's happening on the planet is interesting for I mean, bringing this up for a number of reasons. One for you with that, but another to realize how things are coming onto your planet. Things are coming onto your planet. Okay. Yep. I'm listening. There. And things what, also what, exit your planet. What kind of things? All kinds of things. Different beings, different yeah. energies, different technologies. Yeah. Uh, and there are certain, what, what you might call like a lay gate, basically. Right. Okay. So being able to go through certain areas and pop out in another area. Mm. And this can happen across the world on your planet. Like teleportation in a way, but just using portals to like. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That are already set up to bring you, you know, around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also some of these would bring you to other planets into other frequencies and other dimensions. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so all of that is going on. And there are a number of places on this planet that when people enter into, there's a few things that, that can go on. People can sort of get sucked into, sometimes these places are calibrated to a specific another location. Does that make sense? Yeah. So anybody that goes there would kind of get spit out in that other place. And my place, it's not necessarily, you know, a 3D place. Does that make sense? Okay. What is it? It could look like getting spit out into another time, another timeline. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. So sort of like what you were watching with Loki, with that TV show. Right. Right. That's a good example of timeless. It's a really good show for people to watch to start to understand different, different timelines, timelines and branches sure. and uh, popping into, you know, and kind of what they, what they do with, I'm not sure what those are called. You know, they open the portal and they walk in and they end up on this specific timeline branch, right. you yeah. know, 30 years in the past, 100, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So some of these are calibrated to bring people to a specific location, which can be a specific sort of It could be a certain planet or a certain kind of like empty space, kind of like where all the extras going to. Does that make sense? Okay. They kind of just show that in that show. But sometimes it's kind of just you're getting pulled into the time warp and you could plop out into a number of different realities. Mm -hmm. So sometimes what happens when people go through those, those types of portals is it's similar to a soul swap or some people have the very real experience of they go to sleep and they wake up in a different house, in a different country, in a different time with a different family. And they just, they, you know about this? That's a thing. Oh uh, yes. Really? Oh yes. What is that called? Christina calls it soul swapping basically. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, soul swapping could be the soul coming into the body, yeah, but that's what I, that's you could call whatever you, you want, you know, okay. you call whatever you want. I mean, Christina has had clients with this. These are very, you can search, what? you should search about it. Yeah. There's all I kinds of people that, this. that, that share about this. Um, it's crazy. Essentially an alternate reality. Yeah. They're, they're of, popping of into an alternate reality of yeah, themselves yeah. and their orientation point becomes that. And what? you know, the first time that Christina did this, she was very scared that was going to happen to her because she was going into those other timelines so viscerally mm. that she could see how she could slip away right. and literally not go back right. and just fully jump in there. Yeah. And so that will happen to people sometimes spontaneously while they're sleeping. Uh, but like sometimes random people who aren't even doing the work and <laughs> yes, this can happen. Obviously there's bigger contracts. Wake up. And they're like, yes. Hey, Susan, Susan. <laughs> yes. Who's Susan? Yes. I mean, this, it's, you know, just as much walk-ins, it's not people, there are walk-ins all the time. It's not necessarily people who are doing the work, quote yeah. unquote. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. I just. Yeah, yeah. Right. So obviously that's a very disorienting experience, especially imagine you plop out into a timeline where you don't have internet. You don't have access to all of the things nowadays. If you plop out into, you know, 2023, right. 2024, mm -hmm. and you have this bizarre experience, like it wasn't here before. You could probably Google it, find some hypnotist or crushinist, Akashic Records reader and figure it out, right? But imagine plopping into a time where you don't have any of those access points. Mm. And suddenly you're just, you wake up and you're on a farm with a foreign husband and three kids and everyone's just acting like everything's normal and you're not sure how you got there. Right. And right. everything else is gone. Right? It's very disorienting. Was that meant to be, you know, mm -hmm. for them specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, you know, for some learning lesson or whatever they were supposed to hundred percent, a hundred percent. And also the more you really, really start to access your multidimensionality, we want you to understand what that means. When you have really fully accessed your multidimensionality and your full and being fully aware of your multidimensionality, that would be to be in full awareness of all of the different timelines you're living out all at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds stressful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot. And so suddenly you understand some of the gifts of being here with a veil. It's like so you can focus. It's like why you, you know, that you forget all your past lives because mm -hmm. it'd be too much. It's too much, right? To, to and that's handle. one of the things that, you know, Christina maybe hasn't really talked to you about, but she was thinking about up there is the more that we've gone into the Oracle work, she has become 
even more aware of her multidimensionality. And there is a lot of awful things and other timelines going on that she's conscious of all the time that before she was not conscious of. And so she has been grappling with being in awareness of all that happening, all these other timelines with herself and also trying to stay present in the current moment. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And practicing being able to perceive that and know that, but not bring that into this current reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, this is, we're kind of getting off track here, but our, our point is sometimes these, these, uh, triangles <laughs> can plop you out sort of into the, how would you describe what we're doing? You know, you kind of just get sucked into the, Hey, all the time, the jumble of the timelines right. and you can get plopped out onto another one. It could be another aspect of you, or it can be a cr- like jumping into a new one where you weren't there before. Right. Well, I mean, th- this follows up with a similar question, you know, mm-hmm. to like soul swapping, you call it, mm-hmm. right? And it was meant to happen to them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Is this also, um, maybe I'm assuming, happening to people who get sucked into these timelines mm-hmm. and the different triangles, Bermuda, mm-hmm. for instance, and disappear? Did that happen for a reason? And well, did they plop into another timeline and they're like all of a sudden teaching people hey, Mm -hmm. I came from this timeline where red is blue and blue is red Mm -hmm. and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, here's the thing. You can... opening people's eyes. I don't know. I'm just creating an example. You can, from one perspective, you can say, yes, it all happens for a reason. Any timeline you plop into, you can understand the reason why that happened, Mm -hmm. right? And so we could say, yes, that did happen for a reason, but really what's going on the way that we would describe it is there are certain people that will have that will have contracts in this individual incarnation where yes that has to happen right but there are other people that have experiences like that where that was not one of the contracts that had to happen mm. it was a possible exit point mm. and it was a possible timeline and they just chose to take that exciting one. Do you see the difference? Yeah. So either, either could happen. And this is something that Christina has been thinking about a lot as she has been exploring all of the ways that she could potentially exit, exit without dying. Think about that. Okay. Right. And here's the other piece of, you know, this brings her what she thinks is an odd sense of comfort. You know, her, some of her, fears and worries about things mm-hmm. you know she's just like that <laughs> very worrisome and even with the planet and you know we just remind her of all the possible ways you can exit all, that all of you could exit simultaneously mm-hmm. right and you know rainbow bodying as you say is just one possibility but there's all kinds of things that happen right and exits happen in very interesting ways And that is something to think about. And that's something that has been important for her, for her to be clear on with her higher self. Hey, I know I have different exit points and she has been clear on the ones that she wants to choose, the ones she doesn't want to choose. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, uh, you know, wouldn't that only be for maybe people who are aware and, and can like, aware enough to freely choose those exit points because they're, you know, um, they can, they can see them. Well, you don't have to see them to know what you do and you don't want. 
Okay. Do, do, and we know this might be a, a triggering conversation for people, but this is the power of, of being aware. So simply, Christina doesn't know specifically all the moments she could possibly exit. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to know that. And we wouldn't really reveal that. We'd, it's not revealed to most people. Mm-hmm. But she has been clear and, hey, I want to exit in these are the different ways I would like that. It it could be one of these five options. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And. Wow, you've thought about this? Is this like a common thing? Well. I didn't know. I just. You know, probably not for a lot of people. Probably not for a lot of people. Kinda, you know, maybe not for a lot of people. But for someone like Christina, she has spent a lot of time thinking about that. Okay. Because she has had so many incarnations where she has exited in really, really, really traumatic ways. Mm. And. She's fully aware of all of those, mm-hmm. right? And so that obviously she came into this incarnation with a lot more, you know, with a lot of paranoias and fears because she remembers all that. Uh, so, you know, there's a little more going on there. And other people might not really have that kind that same dynamic. Right, yeah. Does exiting in traumatic ways um, carry on into, like, you having to work through that in your next lives? Well, she has had to work through that. Okay. That's been so much of her trauma that she's worked through up until this point, you know, and even things, but, and, and part of all that has been on a larger soul level going through all of that to be able to, in the here and now make a different choice. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know. Can I can yeah. I ask? You said uh, other technologies are coming through these mm-hmm. portals from mm-hmm. these beings. Mm-hmm. What I know you're going to say a lot, but well, you know what kinds of technologies? What is, what is well, this consist of? Well, you know, ideas can get thrown in there. Okay. Okay. Ideas can get thrown in there, and there are certain certain of these places that are like controlled. For like yes. Anything. Okay. So there are certain. We'll just call them portals. You know, and, and because in this conversation, we're including things like a lay gate, a stargate, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And your bodies operate like this too, but we're just going to focus on these places on the planet. They ha- have different frequencies and might be attuned to different, quote, places where they're coming from, right? So certain star beings have created portals onto this planet where they are, you know, for example, the Pleiadians, the Arcturian, like they have their places where they are coming in and out is one example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are others that are just kind of open and different beings and frequencies are using all of this in and out, right? And there, there are certain portals that are, you know, what you or Christina might consider to be dark, not of the light. Mm-hmm. You know, so all that's going on. Like for control, is that... Mm-hmm. So they're like putting inventions that uh, we actually might turn into something like bad because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. level of consciousness mm-hmm. or whatever. So there can be, you know, things thrown into the, into the collective consciousness uh, in that way. Um, that's not usually what's going on, though. That's that's less common. It's It's mm-hmm. more from... All of the beings that are trying, there are far more beings that are trying to help you on this yeah. planet than are trying not. 
Yeah. Like the the it's it's really uh seven percent to ninety three percent. Oh, that's great. It's good to hear. <laughs> it's important for people to hear. It's Makes just that the seven percent has made themselves very felt. Yeah. And so you perceive them to be stronger. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's very much like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh so And technologies, what kind of like good technologies? Information, ideas, ideas will get kind of thrown in there. And even sometimes literal technologies. Yeah, yeah. Literal devices. Yeah, like Literal what? devices, right? And so this is one of the ways when you think about how, how higher dimensional beings are interacting with this earth plane right and there's many different ways and adjusting frequency is one um there is also the the best way you can describe is adjustment of frequency to to meet this 3d realm and then and then tossing it in here like that instead of shifting form here does that make sense Mm, a little bit so it's sort of, you know, if you saw an ET, that ET could change form in mm-hmm. front of you. Right. And that ET, you know, could be a, a light orb. It, it could be a hologram and then turn into a very, phys- right? Mm-hmm. So there are certain beings that will shift form and shift density, right? Mm-hmm. And with technology, there's a lot of technology that it doesn't need to shift form. Right. A lot of the technology that is outside of your density that's being used doesn't need to shift form. And this is where, you know, energy work is coming in all different forms of Mm. energy work. But when there's a technical device that that wants to get planted positively right into the into the collective, it will just kind of get tossed in there. So there's no swap swapping of density does that make sense it's sort of like if somebody wanted to drop the tv in mm-hmm. right creating that and just tossing in the tv instead of having it shift form and density does that make sense to become a tv yeah a little bit i mean i guess part of part of me is is you know um there's an idea right mm-hmm. and that makes sense right mm-hmm. that kind of the monkey see monkey do theory right once someone thinks of it you know someone else is going to think of it and invent it Mm -hmm. you know a week later oh it is getting there are certain ideas and inventions technologies that are getting just screamed out to anyone who will listen broadcasted anyone everyone and and a lot of times you know ideally ideally it's getting broadcasted and ideally everybody picks it up. Mm-hmm. And so you look at this without throughout history, people from all over the globe are simultaneously creating, you know, methods of harnessing electricity. Right. Right. right? Yeah, like and so energy. The, the broadcast was sent out and everybody's work. Great. That's what is needed. Mm-hmm. Everybody work on it. And there are other streams that are sent to specific frequencies of people that are sent to specific people. And it's like, Hey, will you, pick it up that can receive it that can tune into yes. that kind of radio channel yes. or frequency and who are just already attuned to be able to bring that through right, right. so for example it, it, nobody is trying to broadcast nobody's trying to stream to christina you know how to do 
the next best open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Why would it go to Christina? Yeah. It's not being sent to her. Sure. Right? There are certain messages like on that, that get sent to her specifically, mm-hmm. right, that other people, it, it would be useless. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Right? So that's all attuned to you individually. And we want to just remind everybody that these messages are getting broadcasted out, screamed at you. They're just getting overlooked. Mm-hmm. They're getting overlooked. It's all those those things that you think are these subtle ideas that are the big ones. And we're just, hey, somebody pick it up. Right. And it's a lot of times the things that you think are too out there. Mm-hmm. You think are too out there. How could I do that? It's too big. And so no one's picking it up. And we're just, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. That's the point. You're bringing in new earth technology. Right. Right. And so, and, you know, we just feel like uh, there's still plenty of this, which is beautiful, but there has been a loss of people being in creation and invention. People have gotten in certain areas, ways, lazier of where these big ideas come in. There used to be this, wow, let me let me try this. Let me get my hands dirty and try things on. And there's been a, a lot that's shifted in, in your culture. People are afraid to make a mistake. They're afraid to make a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And that has happened for many reasons. Afraid to say the wrong thing, afraid to try. And so what that has created is these larger ideas, these technological advances that are coming in that are going to require people to make mistakes, to get their hands dirty, to try it on, to figure it out right? People don't even try. Do you see what I'm saying about the deeper energetic thing going on there? Yeah. I mean, is part of that because of, you know, the fear that, uh, you know, big farm and, um, kind of the hidden agenda is, has put on us to, you know, um, no, no, none of that. Like you could, if you, if you try and maybe, do certain things a certain way, you might end up floating in a river or in no, the desert. No, that's, that's not, that, I mean, <laughs> you know? that, that, sure, that's a real thing, but that's not when we're, or they'll come when after we're you reading or... people's consciousnesses, that's not the block. Okay. That might be an awareness. And we're just saying generally that's, right. that's not the block. And okay. there's lots of things that are getting broadcasted out that would never lead to that. Mm-hmm. that. Well, that's not the problem. It's not, it's not just, you know, or like, you know, that you have to, for instance, like, um, to it's, get something approved, right? No, that's not people's blocks. Just spend at millions all. of dollars and years and it's like, they don't want to like go through all the mistakes. No, that's not the real block. Energy to, okay. That's not the real block. I'm not saying that's not a block for right. people. Sure. And that's a very sure. specific industry that you're talking about mm-hmm. just because that's what you're in. Right. right. But th- not saying that's not a thing, but when we're looking at the real root of the problem that's not it at all okay. it's that generally there is we'll say an epidemic of i don't want to do the wrong thing so i just don't do mm-hmm. i just stay frozen because i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to do the wrong thing i don't want to mess up i don't want to be a failure i don't want to try and create this invention and show it to people and then it explodes it doesn't work it's that kind of energy mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah i don't want to be a failure because i'm so worried about what everybody else is thinking about me and I'm so afraid of getting canceled if I say the wrong thing, if I do the wrong thing. Does that make sense? Is that because, like, we've just gotten so involved with, you know, um, technology and, you know, being able to communicate to... That's a big piece of it. You're, you're all a little yeah. too aware of everybody else. Right. 
Right. And, and this has led to a lot of, you know, in some ways it's opened up spaces to have more conversations and in other ways it shut down a lot of conversations Mm -hmm. where people, Mm -hmm. you know, without the technology might've had more of these conversations in real life and felt more open and safe to do so. And now it's turned into just a lot of energy vomiting on people and a lot of unproductive conversations, Mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes in an effort to open up the conversation in a public forum, what all that's done is it's suddenly an unproductive conversation. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're making generalizations here, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's pros and cons with with everything. But, you know, our point is, and we kind of want to bring it back to people's everyday lives and their missions and what they're here to bring forward is when there's that idea that comes in your head and you are scared to potentially mess up, that's your block to your intuition. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. People feeling like, I'm not sure what to do. I, I can't, I can't make money. I can't meet my life partner. All these very real things. You're getting the messages all the time. And we're just trying to, from so many different angles, reflect back to people ways in which they're not listening. Mm-hmm. And the ways in which you're not listening all come down to really some version of your fears, like your being, mind. Being okay to, to mess up mm-hmm. and learn that lesson and feeling you know, mm-hmm. not so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, Here's the thing. The process of Christina doing the Oracle, it's so clearly just a stripping of all of her fears, all of her Christina brain things that she's thinking about, all of her ego, just stripping it all down. And when that's all stripped away, here we are. And it's very clear. Any question you ask, very clear answer. Right. So then when she comes back in, it's very obvious to her, like everything that's just blocking me from knowing everything all the time is just my ego. It's just my fear. It's just my mind. It's all my own bullshit is what she says. That's just in the way. Right. And that's that's a powerful question to ask yourself. If I just removed all of my own BS, what would be clear to me? Mm-hmm. And, and that's really, you know, when we look at all the questions people ask especially, you know, this is part of why Christina's kind of vibrated out of this coaching space because it's a lot of people wanting someone else to motivate them. And we don't really have any interest in motivating people. That's not what channeling is. We're not motivating anybody, Mm -hmm. right? We're pointing out energy and frequencies and the way that things are flowing. And a lot of these, you know, questions people are asking are, just different iterations of them, you know, going in circles with their own fears and their own worries and their own ego and conditioning. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that anything's wrong or right about it. And it's helpful that there are different coaches and people who can go into that with people, right? But here in this space, when we're channeling, that's not what we're going into. It's an unproductive conversation for us. We're just trying to, the best example we could give is, imagine there is, imagine you have a bag of popcorn. Okay. Okay. And in the bag of popcorn, there is a diamond ring and there's all this popcorn. 
Mm. And let's say there's actually different flavored popcorn in there. Wow. Okay. Sounds a couple of different bags have gotten mixed up. Sounds dangerous. Right? So all that's going on. And someone is busy. They're trying to, fi- they're trying to figure out how to find the flavor of popcorn they want. Right? So they're eating each bit of popcorn and like, but I want this. One. How do I find this? What's the faster way to get this one? I'm scared I'm going to pick the spicy one. I don't want that one. Right? They're like freaking out about all this. And that's where most people live. They're asking these types of questions. And we're just trying to get you to dump the bag out to find the diamond ring and just grab the diamond ring. Does that make sense? You're just floating through a lot of distractions. Oh, like they don't even know the diamond ring's in there? No. They're trying to eat popcorn? Exactly. See what we're saying? Okay. A lot of these, you know, motivation questions people ask are a lot of, how do I, you know, how do I get the courage? How do I, and and our answer is just, you know, realizing (laughs) that's just the distraction. But didn't they, you know, maybe have to, because they didn't know any better. They didn't know the diamond ring was there in the Mm -hmm. first place. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't know they could just, they were supposed to dump the bag. So didn't they maybe have to? Well, that's what we're offering to you. Taste these different flavors. That's what we're offering to you. And then to finally realize, grab down and be like, wait, there's a diamond ring here? Uh." Yeah. And that's what we're offering to you right now. That's, That's exactly it. Right? So Christina, in this process of doing this work has viscerally realized, right? A lot of her own stuff that she sorts through all the time where she's just trying to find the different popcorn is the distraction. And there are a lot of things that she used to spend a lot of time, you know, working through or trying to figure out that now she's just like, when I'm in channel, I'll just figure it out. Okay. So what are ways to dump the bag sort of speak and we're telling you it's listen just your intuition listen your intuition okay so meditate more often um throughout the day even just being more present you know with uh what you feel is Mm -hmm. in alignment Mm -hmm. um and you're you're making your you know choice for your most optimal timeline what feels right Mm -hmm. turning right more often well essentially here's what we want to say Instead of left, which, you know. Here's what I want to say is a lot of people are very, they're overthinking their intuition. And we're trying to connect back, connect people back to, it's literally just what you know in your body. Like you just know. Mm -hmm. The way that you know, you just know what to eat. Well, I just listen a lot as as often as I can, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So anyway, I'm still practicing every day yeah right but you just you just know and we're saying that because a lot of people are mentalizing their intuition like they're trying to hear it harder does that make sense yeah yeah yeah. and sometimes I feel like maybe I'm like am I listening too much like is like no okay no no okay but, you know, the the process of discernment for all of you is there are certain places where you think you're listening that are actually your mind, not your intuition. Mm-hmm. Not often, 
you're you're very connected to your intuition. Extremely connected. Is it so it's more based on the feeling versus like if you're questioning it or you're trying to rationalize or something. So what we'll say for you there are things that and there are things that you just know. Mm-hmm. You just know. Mm-hmm. And there are other things that you say you just know it, but the knowing is coming from a different place. The knowing is coming from a resistance. Okay. Does that make sense? To a degree. There are certain things that you don't want to do and you're you will say, I don't feel like doing this. My body just doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. And usually that is genuinely what your intuition is saying. Right. But there are certain places where you're saying that and thinking that, but it's actually subtly different and your body quote, isn't wanting it because you're feeling resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that's different. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. And and this is where with a lot of you, with what you're channeling and intuitive messages you're bringing in and we're like, not sure where we explain this. Well, it's like, you know. N- no, let us finish. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just had an example. We're not sure <laughs> where we explain this. But it was somewhere of people are intuiting only through the frequency bandwidth that they're already familiar with. Does that make sense? So f- from their ego, their mind, their their comfort level already they've decided, hey, here's a frequency bandwidth that I'm I'm comfortable with. And within that realm, within that bandwidth, sure, I'm intuiting anything that comes comes in from right, there. Right, right. This makes sense, yeah. Right? And the the work, quote unquote, it's not really work, but you know what we're saying. The way you open up all your gifts is you remove that original filter. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're saying about you are very connected with your intuition, but there are places that you've you've created that filter and the resistance you feel is where you can expand your bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking it's a no when it's really, we're glitching the lights over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, the, the, we're glitching the lights. The lights are flickering on <laughs> and off. Very rapidly. You think it's a no when it's really a, this is a bandwidth I haven't tapped into yet. Okay. And so I'm just shutting it off. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's yeah. about going in places you didn't know you could go. That's why the Oracle is so exciting because Christina is channeling. So she likes it because it's, it's completely opened up her bandwidth. Well, I mean that to me, Maybe this is just in my bandwidth of what I'm trying, my intention of what I'm trying to work on lately mm-hmm. is feeling into that resistance mm-hmm. deeper, like um, allowing my emotions that might be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They used to be a lot more, you know, so I've been practicing feeling, you know, um, just things like, you know, some, some days I'm, you know, I might be more sad or frustrated or something. And I just have to feel that. Um, mm-hmm. And actually helping to feel those, it's kind of coming back to like the wounded masculine in a way mm-hmm. is, is feeling those emotions can help me know what 
um, I'm, you know, my intuition is actually saying. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's kind of, so, you know, playoffs, NFL, <laughs> when it's on, um, and I'm laying on the couch, I know I'm, you know, should be working out or probably doing something better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I'm, I don't like it. I'm like frustrated. I, my intuition's yelling at me, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I get so into it and I'm also just extra lazy that day. Cause if you lay on the couch mm-hmm. for the whole day and even after football's done, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just been laying on the couch. I'm so tired. Well, I can't work out. He- here's the thing. That's where, on, whatever, do something. Benefit. Is that like, really your intuition or is that your mind? Right. And that's, that's where some days I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> and I, I just need to go to bed and, and start a new day tomorrow. It's it's those places where you really start to figure it out, right? Of like what's what. Yeah. And part one of the ways that you really figure it out is you you try following different kind of frequency strands that you're feeling in that moment and notice how it feels when you do that. Mm-hmm. And something that we have been telling Christina that she's been sitting with is we said, what if you just decided I won't have any resistance? And she's been sitting with that a lot and she realizes, you know, there's all kinds of places that she has resistance all the time, right? And she thought about, you know, what that really means is what if I don't have any resistance to what's coming in intuitively and at the same time I have no resistance to what my human wants, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She's super disciplined and that, that can be beneficial in certain ways. And it can be not beneficial in a lot of other ways, mm-hmm. right? Where she's so disciplined that she's not letting, giving her human what her human needs. Mm-hmm. Just rest and vegging out. Yeah, it's the right? opposite of yeah, right? what I was mentioning. So there, there's a place where all of that, you know, gets to exist. And, and your intuition is the thread that makes it just kind of evens it all out when you really follow that. Right. But mm-hmm. we're just trying to point out where there are a lot of places where you think something is intuition and it's actually your mind or you think it's your mind and it's actually your intuition. Well, it's like the, your, your comfort mm-hmm. relatable to, to what's comfortable, you know, for each person. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, my comfort zone is rest and maybe for Christina, more of her comfort zone is actually like doing, doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's interesting mm-hmm. Two two polarities, two mm-hmm. sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. And isn't that interesting how right. you find each other Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and how you're here to help each other learn that. Sure. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's through learning that and actually going into the thing that you're resistant about that you open up the rest of the frequency bandwidth and then you start to be able to actually be able to tell, is this my intuition or my mind, mm-hmm. right? It's not until Christina is fully comfortable not doing and resting. She's just as equally comfortable in every direction. Not until that will she be able to truly discern when her body needs rest and when her body wants to go with her intuition. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe sometimes 
um, it might have to manifest in some form of ailment to actually listen. Yep. Most of the time it does. Yeah. Most of the time it does for, for all of you. Yeah. You know? So listen, and, and that's what we're saying is, and sometimes you have to go through the following what wasn't your intuition to feel how that feels and then recognize, mm, there's this other piece of me mm-hmm. that was thinking that or feeling that that was it. Does right. that make sense? And, and we feel that a lot of you spend a lot of time just blaming yourselves or getting upset with, with yourselves. And that's not very helpful. Instead it's, Oh, okay. Let me learn from that. Looking back, what was my intuition there? Right. And how did that come up for me? Right. How did I feel that? Right. So, you know, was that a visceral feeling in my, in my gut? Was that, did that come through clairvoyantly or, or was that my heart space? Did I hear that? You know, did that feel like it was coming from, you know, more the top of my head or the base of my skull? It's it's starting to tune into how that frequency specifically moves through you, you know? Mm -hmm. So for Christina, it's a deep, fully, like it's a physical body feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a physical, physical body feeling. Okay. And that's just one example. And everybody's language is different. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, you know, um, also maybe the next step would be like learning what those feelings mean. Because you mentioned all those things. You know, like, is it a sound? Is mm-hmm. it is it coming in my gut? Is it in my heart space? Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, what do all those different things even mean when you, mm-hmm. if you can designate what it was, essentially, right? Maybe I'm mm-hmm. mentalizing it too much, but. Is it a question or is that a statement? Uh, yeah, well, it's a little bit of both. It's like. <laughs> we're, we're ready to wrap up here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can, we can get into that another time. Well, you know, but what they, we would they, say is you could take Christina's psychic development course. <laughs> you don't need us to answer that. Yeah. We want to answer more exciting yeah. things. Yeah. You know? Well, you're, you know, they, they say your, your subconscious, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you're feeling something, it'll, it'll let you know through pain or through discomfort and whatever mm-hmm. cer- certain areas of the body, mm-hmm. you know, those subconscious patterns are going to reveal themselves. And those are mm-hmm. your, you know, subconscious patterns can be coming from all different types of places. Though. You know, it's a big conversation. Right. Uh, and when you think about something like pain, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as simple as which, which we know that there are a lot of people and there are a lot of channels, you know, that are negative emotion go in the other direction. And we see where that's coming from. And that's not what we focus on okay necessarily right pain this is you know a bigger conversation and we're thinking about subconscious beliefs those can come from so many different places whether those are other incarnations embedded from you know programming uh you know very real life experiences that are helpful to remember. Our, our point is that some of some of those subconscious beliefs are very helpful mm. and some of those are not. Mm. Some of those are 
are reflecting to you what's going on in your reality and others are not. They are, you know, it's not technical, but illusions, Mm -hmm. illusions and not necessarily mapped on what's going on. Right. Right. And so that it's important to understand the nuances of that. Um, You don't want to bypass your emotions, Right. You want to notice what information is, is in there for me. And when you just open that up of when there's an emotion being felt and you understand there's wisdom underneath it. I mean, the wisdom, the potential wisdom within that emotion, all the things that, that can be indicating to you is so vast. You know, we could spend years talking about it. Mm-hmm. Every single emotion, all of the different shades. Yeah, and all the different frequency points that's hitting, mm-hmm. right? In every emotion. If somebody, when se- someone's feeling pain, there's so much going on. There's so much more going on than just feeling pain. Right. At the same time, that's striking a vibrational chord with every other aspect of them and every other timeline and every other version of them in this timeline that has felt that resonant frequency. Mm-hmm. And feeling that resonant frequency has been about very real things that triggered that. And feeling that resonant frequency has been about creating that feeling in your mind because it reminds you of something else at the same time mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. so it's a jumbled up we won't say it's a mess because it's not a mess it's actually beautifully synchronized <laughs> uh triggering of that frequency and when you feel that frequency there's all kinds of opportunities to go into different quote memories it's a storage base i can give you a lot of different data and that's very helpful to dive into, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, this could be a whole other topic. Yeah. But we will just offer, we will just offer, Christina has found, you know, moments when she's crying, there's so much breaking open at that moment. And there's so much healing at that moment. There's so much release at that moment, right? All at the same time. All of this is going on. In that cry simultaneously and one thread that will follow here is that's a powerful manifestation moment and that is also a powerful moment where she is able to more easily access a lot of different timelines a lot a lot more information that's the moment when past life memories come in other incarnation memories divine downloads come in it's at that cracking open point it's at feeling that full cord and all the things that are connected to that frequency mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. uh and so that's just one of many ways when we're talking about going deeper into your emotions we know people say people say phrases like this all the time and that's what probably seeing the theme there's a lot of things that we know you talk about in the spirituality space that you're just barely touching the surface mm-hmm. and we're trying to explain vibrationally what all of that means so when we talk about going deeper into your emotions maybe we should write a couple books on it right and w- what that means and how going into your emotions can can be your access point of the akashic records for yourself and the entire collective mm-hmm. that's one access point so i'll let people noodle on that Feel your emotions more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not your, don't try and use your mind so much to conceptualize it. Just feel them and allow them. Yep. And listen more to your voice. And not so much conceptualize it again. <laughs> feel it. Yeah. 
pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, that seems like a Got great it. place to wrap up. Thank you for having this conversation. Mm, yeah, thank you. Hope you got something out of it. Sure did. <laughs> thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. Please leave a comment below if so, and maybe send the link to a friend if you think they would enjoy it as well. That's it for this episode. Have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat with you again next time.